Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jerry coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this show. Thank you. It's all it's a user-generated show. That's how we do it. You listen. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears really will take them. And then you support the sponsors, and I put out the funnies. That's what they call me, Jared the Funnies Freed. I put them out, you come over, you collect your ha's, and then you go about your day. And I will say this right now, I love doing podcasts, I love listening to podcasts, because you, you, Mr. Listener, you, Ms. or Mrs. Listener, get to put your brain on the shelf, for an hour and let Papa JT and and my guests take the wheel. That's how it works. And if you're watching on YouTube, full episodes on YouTube, I am currently wearing the brand new Beach by Noon hat. It's fully adjustable. We have many colors. I'm wearing a white. And you can see, I I am of the opinion. And this, listen, I could be wrong. Opinions can be wrong. I'll find out through the test of my wallet. I'm of the opinion that no one wants to wear a hat that says Jared Freed on it. I just think that's embarrassing. I, 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 to wear mine, I'm not, I'm not a known entity enough to, you could wear Jordan. That's fine. That Jordan is its own label. I wouldn't, so I made a hat that is, that is fashionable and it's beach by noonable but it isn't screaming, I am a Jared Freed fan, so you can kind of be a little bit cooler under the radar. It is a clock with the beach inside of the clock emoji. I've used the clock emoji with the beach, so beach by noon. We can all be a part of this secret club. If you see someone else in the hat, you can give a knowing nod. Hey, you're part of the same club. We got here on time. And as you know, beach by noon, that's a, that, that, that is a, a mantra. Uh, that is a sustainability. That is a vibe. Beach by noon, right? It's a way of life. I'm very excited about today's guest. Shop.jaredfree.com. That's where you can get the hat. Many colors. Pink, black, blue, white. Very excited about today's guest. Um, he's, I mean, I mean, we've known each other a long time, but you keep getting more and more successful. So this because you become more of a get. <laughs> <laughs> to be on this podcast. He's the EP of Jesus and Marrow, which is on Showtime. But he's also a fantastic comedian and so funny, and I'm so happy to have him back on the show. Josh Gondelman, thank you for coming on. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm always so happy to do the show. And you keep getting bigger and more successful, uh, so it becomes uh, an even more exciting and fun show to do. <laughs> this has just become a nuts feathering festival. We're mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, exchanging the feather with one another, <laughs> tickling each other's nuts. That's what we're going to do the whole hour. Actually, well, you know, in quarantine, separate six foot long feathers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bring out the big ones. Um, I, 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 um, everyone, if you don't follow Josh already on Twitter or Instagram, go right now at Josh Goneman. Josh, how you been? We have to do obviously the how's your quarantine going thing. Where are you doing it? What? And you're still doing the show. Jesus. Yes. Mara. Yeah, we're still working on Jesus and Marrow. I'm I'm co-EP, which is level below EP, which is Co- so generous of you. I just um I hate taking credit for anything that's even more than I deserve. I, I totally understand, and you don't want to take away from the other person. No, of course, you are wonderful. Um, but we all know, you know, as a, a fop, a friend of a po- of the pod, I, I I we we are very excited for you to have such a cool job. That thank is a you. cool job. It's really cool. I, I'm really proud of the show. Uh Jesus and Mero are like the funniest dudes in the world, so it's great to work with them. The whole team they're is great. S- they're so great and they are so like I mean, I don't even know if this is like uh I, I don't mean this to be a net it's they're so authentically them. Like I, I, I yeah. never get like it never feels like they're doing a bit 
to like go viral or you know what I mean? It, it just feels like you're like, oh, these are just funny dudes. Yeah, they just know how to be funny. It's like breathing which, to that. You know Ooh. what I mean? They're And the, like they work really hard, but like at the same time, it's just like they sit down and can be funny at the drop of a hat, which makes my job much uh, easier. I just totally. fucking drop the hat and then they go. <laughs> you're there cleaning up hats. You know? Yeah, that's <laughs> me. There's just hats all over the floor. <laughs> it's a disaster. But I, I, so you're still working. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. What a, what a great thing right now. And, yeah. And and what? How is it like Zoom TV? You know. Yeah, it's a lot of Zoom. It's a lot of like emails. I miss. I mean, I our writers' room is so fun and great. I like mm. miss uh, seeing them every day in the room. I miss like getting to collaborate with everybody in person. But we've done some like really wild stuff and really fun stuff like over Zoom with green screens and stuff. We just uh, we just have a thing that we shot where they're like the only two fans allowed in the NBA bubble, and we did that on green screens at their houses and stuff. Which is a great idea, oh, which is you. so much fun. I love that because it is, it's like, how do we take, and you know, like, you know, I think we're all trying to do this as comics. I mean, some are doing it and some are going the other way. There's some mm-hmm. comics that are like, every day is horrible. Here, give all your money to every single cause mm-hmm. right fucking now. And you're like, well, I thought I signed up for some, some levity here. Yeah. And then some of us are like, hey, it's raining out. The coronavirus exists. How do we be funny and light and fun yep. in that world? And it and for me, it's like the idea of be having the good fortune to be working full time. It's like I can, when I'm not working, afford to donate a little more money because I get to totally. spend the rest of the day making comedy. So it's like I like to try to have that balance. But like I do think it is like I think people in this moment now, we're talking like August, want comedy they want fun stuff people they want to listen i mean i have i listen to fewer podcasts than usual but like you have such devoted listeners like people want you on mondays and thursdays you know what i I mean i I know what you mean i get it is um i it get i get so many i you know we all concentrate on like the negative because that's Mm -hmm. funnier to concentrate on (laughs) um but i i get so many amazingly sweet messages of like man this is where i go to like Put it, and I said in the beginning, put your brain on the shelf. Like, you know, I, I made fun of, I make fun of charcuterie, mm-hmm. ty, you know, once in a while. And, the board lord. Um, <laughs> the board lord, uh, you know, the chairman of the board. So I, I made fun of, I, this just happened, so I'm referencing it because I made fun of like the whole Tegan, John Legend family's boards. They all made boards, mm-hmm. so I made fun of every one of theirs. And then like some news outlet, which there's like a billion that exist, uh, was like, comedian Jared Freed takes down Chrissy Teigen's <laughs> daughter and I'm like and I'm like I hope and, and I read it kind of like uh, inching towards it because I'm like I hope they get the joke of I course hope, you know I hope that they know that like I'm not trying to like be mean to Chrissy yeah, Teigen's you daughter idiot. <laughs> yeah, like, oh the way you cut your cheese and pickles <laughs> that well that's the joke it's me yes saying of course that, you know that's the bit but it's <laughs> like that's so funny because there are things right where I understand like when sometimes when people make jokes about stuff and people go hey that really that really hurts mm. me that like hits me where I live but like sure. there's also stuff that's totally fine and fun to make fun of and charcuterie is right there it's like <laughs> right? n- no one's like Actually, this is the way my father made charcuterie, and he died in a salami accident. So this really I, means a lot. My name is 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 Lydia Charcuterie. Yeah. How could you offend my family? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I and I I think that's like the hard job of what you're doing with a TV show. That's the hard job of comedy. Like that's where the respect for comedy should come in. Mm-hmm. Is that like? Anyone can't just go yell anything. Like, yes. that's just not how it works. Right. Right. And sometimes you see it when people try. Like, you get, like, someone gives you, like, a funny reply on Twitter. And it's like, hey, man, you should just say the things you really think. Because <laughs> the joke things are, like, way out of bounds. <laughs> way, you've, you've gone way over the line. Right. Yeah. Just be like, uh, I don't know. I liked Superman Dawn of Justice or whatever. Or I hated it. I don't care what your thought is. Just like the jokes are like, you need a little more practice in the gym. I, I had someone, this happened last night and I had to mute people because I was just like, you know, you get, it gets wearing. I, I, someone sent me their charcuterie board and I said, and there was like a full half, there was a half cut orange, what I thought was an orange. And I was like. I just the point of what my review was is I don't know how you eat a half cut or a cut an orange cut in half 
at a party where a charcuterie board exists. If you mm-hmm. have a drink in one hand and yep. you're looking to eat with the other, how do I and I wrote back in the in the tone I write back. This person's friends, they were so angry. And there was yeah. and I'm sure they thought like we're playing in the joke and I'm like right. and they and they like retweet quote retweeting me like you're fat and I'm like where did this come from? I'm like <laughs> I was like, I didn't go to your account and like go look at this stupid jerk. You asked <laughs> right. me, and so it, it is this fine line. And I guess right now in the times we live in, it's harder than ever. And I and I I, I have to say for a show like your the one you're working on, that's got to be incredibly difficult. It's it's tricky at times, but like the guys are so good, they yeah. they like have a really strong sense of like, oh, this is fun to make fun of, and like this might be a bummer, and, and the whole staff is really great. Like everybody, you know, I think thinks really hard about it. Like it's yeah, it, it takes a lot of thinking in advance, and like a lot of like having that kind of like comedy compass of like, oh, this sure. is good, this is this is maybe over the line to like make the show feel so light. Um, you know, and to kind of to to tiptoe kind of not tiptoe carefully, but to like go really hard, but with the confidence that we're going hard in directions that like aren't gonna bump people out. Totally understand. And in this conversation, I don't know how it happens, it gets politicized. They're like, oh you can't make a joke. <laughs> and it's like no, there's. We're trying to make the good joke. Yeah, you know, like, right. That's what it is. It's like you you can't say anything. It's like well, you can say lots of things. You just yeah. shows like one of the seven things that people get really upset about you yeah. saying. And if you want to do that, you have to admit I'm trying to get someone upset. Yes, totally. And, so and I think I, I, there's. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep going. I was just gonna say there's so much room to do so much stuff that's like real funny and edgy and dark without doing things that are gonna that people are gonna hear and be like oh this like this feels like the way people uh hurt my feelings when i was a child or or as an adult even i'm with you and listen that also that's also an admission of like people make mistakes i've made jokes where i go fuck okay i now i see what you're saying i'm gonna fight for this i'm gonna go I totally understand. I won't do it next time. Like that's I think so we have to have room for that too. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I, I, I think that's it. so reasonably like, oh shoot, I didn't see how this would be hurtful to someone, and I don't want to do that. No, and, and but this is, I'm happy we're on this topic because I think I love watching you on stage. So Thank I, you. I, I know we're talking about Jesus and Mero, but I think everyone needs to go follow Josh on Twitter and Instagram because at Josh Gottelman. Because you're a positive force in comedy. I love watching you. I love oh, watching you. you stand up. And I love what you put out into the... You put out good into the world. So I think... I appreciate that. Thank you. Everyone should get involved with you. And so this is why I was so excited. And I messaged you. You have a new podcast. I and do. And I can only imagine that it's good fun on your podcast. Please let the listeners know. It's called Make My Day. It's every Tuesday. You're listening to a podcast right now. And guess what? It is totally free to subscribe to Josh Gondelman's podcast on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on. So it's an easy move of the thumb to the search button and you put in make my day. And Josh, I want you to give the one minute trailer. What are you doing on your podcast? So it's a game show where I have one guest on every week. So the only they're the only contestant, and they always win. And okay. the premise is the Again, world is on the, on, <laughs> first of all, sorry to interrupt, but on the premise of I'm pretty positive yours is going to be a positive podcast. Yep. <laughs> it is a game show where you no win losers. And there's no losers. Okay. Every yeah, the guest always wins, and the premise of the show is the world is like a stressful, terrible place, and so the guest comes on to play a game that cheers me up every week, and so love it. We, it's like half an hour, 25, 30 minutes. Um, the, at the end, the grand prize is the winner donates, uh, gets to choose where to donate a hundred dollars. That's like a hundred dollar grand prize donation. I and love then it. The, thank you. And the, the winner and I, the only contestant and I give like a pep talk each to someone or a group of people who deserve it. But it's like, I promise <laughs> it's funny. It's like real silly. It's not like, um, you know, it's not like a Tony Robbins seminar. You know, sure. It's not like a self-helpy <laughs> thing. It's just like very, 
it's it's fun and dumb i had um i have sachi cool on we just recorded she she writes for buzzfeed and has a podcast uh-huh. and we the game was i asked her questions about like her ideal nemesis and how to get revenge on them and i like gave her points based on like how good the revenge was so so, so everyone has a different game everyone yeah that comes yeah, yeah. On. it's so, a different game every week and, and it's just a made-up fun game that you guys mm-hmm. are, what are some other examples of games you've played we, I had Jesus and Marrow on, and we yeah. went track by track, and I, I made them design their dream uh, 1990s New York City rap album that they would have made. Okay, uh, perfect. This yeah. was really fun. I had Zach Lowe from uh, ESPN, who yeah, basketball, the basketball writer for ESPN. Yeah, 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 he's great. And I was like, if you owned an NBA team, how would you run it? And all the questions were about that. Um, I love this. Thank and you. Every, I love it because, listen, I'm, I've been in the podcast game for a little bit. Yeah. I love when, I love when th- what's going on with podcasts is it's easy access to entry. So not only are you going to get bad podcasts because of that, but you're going to get the most creative ones. You're <laughs> going to get the ones that scribble outside the lines, that give you a chance to meet. Some of your favorite, if you're a Zach Lowe reader, you're going to meet this person in a new way. If you're a Deezer Samaro fan, you're going to meet this, these two people in a different way than you would have known them before. So yeah, I, it's I really that. fun. The games are like, they're, it's not like super interview intensive, but the games are like catered to each of the guests. So like my friend Maria Sherman just wrote a book about boy bands. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, tell me the arc of the next big boy band. And she was like, okay, they meet in a plane crash where they're the only survivors. And it's just like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. And it's like, well- it's related to her, but it's also, you know, it's not just like, and tell me how you started writing. <laughs> sure. And and, the, the, and it's funny because because podcasts have existed for whatever amount of time they've existed, the, the Mark Maron interview has been done for everybody, even when they weren't being interviewed by Mark Maron. It was correct. Like, you know, yeah. so it's like, that's already been there. Right. And if it, like, if. If Mark Maron doesn't do it, someone else is going to do it. Absolutely. And, like, I just don't think that's, like, what I bring to the table the best. So we play these dumb games. It's, like, real fun. Su- again, super fast. We're in and out in, like, 25 minutes. And it's all just, like, I try to edit it really tight so that it's just, like, joke, 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 joke. All right. Have a nice day. <laughs> love it. I love it. And before we get to the emails, because we're going to do the emails talking about podcast structure, jtrainpodcast.jiba.com. We're going to get there in two seconds. You do something at the end called a pep talk. You used to do these. You probably still do on Twitter. Yeah. Explain the pep talk because I always thought it was fun because you'd have people. You'd be like, I'm, I'm free for a pep talk for five minutes. And then I would see like people we know be like, I need one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sometimes and it's friends. It. Yeah. I, sometimes it's friends. So I will. I'll, that's basically it. I'll say usually late at night, like often if I'm on the road or like if I get home from something and you remember, remember coming home from places. I, I, what a world that used to be. Yeah, I know. Just the magic of coming home <laughs> or like if my wife goes to bed early, I'll do it if I'm like not ready for bed yet. And uh, I will say like, yeah, if you need if you need a kind word, let me know and I'll give you a pep talk. And I try to like look at someone's bio and see look at their last few tweets and see like what might what they might need to hear. And, and I just say a nice thing like, you know, it's, it's a lot of the same stuff like a lot of people kind of want to hear the same thing like it's like you're doing better than you think you're doing or like there are people that care for you at this terrible time like stuff like that people like I think just it's nice to be reminded like oh yeah I have friends (laughs) well I I, my my dad used to give me um my dad's like a very uh I guess the word is pragmatic like Mm -hmm. he it's maybe I'm using the word wrong but it's like He's very dollars and cents. Yeah. So so everything always kind of breaks down to that. So he would always say this, and, and there's two ways to take this advice. It's either very depressing or it's very uplifting. <laughs> but he would always say, uh, it's never as good as you think it's going, but it's also never as bad as you think it's going. Yeah. And, and it's like, I think right now, a lot of people are, that might be uplifting to people just to go, listen, it's bad, but it's not as bad as you think. I can promise you that. Right. Or or like it can get better. Right. Like it. Yes. It it feels bad. And that's like legit. Like if you're if you know people who are sick or you're worried about getting sick, like that's so reasonable. But like, look, this isn't a forever thing. And like you're healthy now, it sounds like. And so like they're excuse me, like the very not again, not to be like a Pollyanna about it, not like, hey, and you're going to win an Oscar. But like (laughs) there's something it's worthwhile just to be like, look, let's take stock of you've got people you can turn to. You're you're not getting evicted from your home, like all these things that like as, as bad as it feels like 
there are, you have lots of stuff going for you. Probably. I, I, I say a lot of probably. 99% sure. Yeah. So yeah. listen, everyone go follow Josh at Josh Gottelman. Go to his podcast. Make my day. Make my day. It's every Tuesday. Go, go, go. Are you ready for some emails, Josh? I'm ready. Let's do it. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Is social media interactions telling of how someone feels about you? Oh. Okay. I'm wondering why the guy I like would be the first one to watch all social media stories for months. But when he posts a picture, which only happens (laughs) semi-annually. Boy, she's been after this guy for a while. And I like it. (laughs) Semi-annually, right? She's tracking it like a presidential election. (laughs) (laughs) But when he posts a picture, which only happens semi-annually, and I like it, he then starts to skip some of my Snapchat stories and isn't the first to view my social media stories anymore. There has to be a reason to this. He also hasn't liked my picture in a while. I know he wants to be single right now, so I can't tell if he's keeping me around as a hookup option or a friend, potential girlfriend. We haven't talked in months. Thank you. Now, Josh, this email, mm-hmm. um, I, I think anyone could look at this email and go, there's so many sentences in this email that w- that we can that it would be easy for us to like semi attack. But I, sure. I, I, I I think my first question to you, based off of their question, is: Do you personally interact with people's social media differently? Are there people that you're out on? Are there people? Because I think I will admit, there's people that I'm like, I'm out of your space. I'm, I've left. I've left your garden. You know, there's, you know, like, and, and so what, like, I, I think like I, I'll admit it to make her, the emailer and it's a woman feel more comfortable. Like, yes, everyone is, I think doing social media in a way that's, that's weird and thoughtful. Yes. Right. It's, or it's not, it's not random usually. Right. Like maybe there's like, oh, the way he's on social media is he only checks it once a day or whatever. And so it feels like, oh, it go. I went 23 hours without an interaction with this person. And it's like, oh, well, because he checks at 11 a.m. and then like puts his phone in the freezer and goes to work or whatever. <laughs> sure. but, but I do think, yeah, I think it's different person to person. And I think it's like, okay to notice these things, right? To like, totally it's, it's like in-person cues. Yeah, I, 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 and we're all, the in-person cues your parents can look at you and go and, and kind of teach you that from birth. The problem mm-hmm. is we are getting this new social interaction that just exists out of nowhere. New ones ex- seem to exist every year. All of a sudden we got to figure out how do we exist on TikTok together. Yep. You know, like, yep. when, and it used to be Snapchat and it's Instagram and it's Facebook. So these are all new. So let's be okay with having these feelings because I think admitting to them takes away the shittier response, which is, boy, you care a little too much about social media. I think that's a shitty response. I agree, because I think social media is a, like an extension of real life. It's yeah. not like they're fake people that you're in. I mean, most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes it's a fake person. Yeah. But like most of the time, you're interacting with a real person in this like new way, in this like yeah. non-physical realm. So it, it like when people are like, oh, it's just... Twitter or it's just Instagram that that is like part of life <laughs> yeah and, and I, I I hate when people minimize it because I tend to believe that it lets the worst people get away with things yes. so like so like per an example right now a lot of women have written into this podcast being like this guy I'm talking to on uh, a dating app wants to move to snapchat Instead of taking my number, why does he want to move to Snapchat? And the only answer is that he wants it to be casual. Mm-hmm. I'm a guy. I, I, I know how guys operate. I know if that I was saying to someone, let's move to Snapchat. It was because I see this relationship in a certain part of my life that isn't on my texting phone. Mm-hmm. I, but what happens is if a girl says or a guy, and it could be anybody, but if someone yeah. says... Hey, I don't. Why do you want to go to Snapchat? And they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. This this world of like, why do you care so much? It lets that person off the hook. It lets the shitty person go, whoa, just trying to move to Snap. Why are you being so crazy? And it's like, yeah, no, you're doing something 
it, it's okay that you want to move to Snap and keep this casual, but don't operate under the pretense that this is totally normal. Right. Or the pretense that it's wrong for someone to want a different thing than you want. Totally. Right? Yeah. And it's like you you can want different things and you can be like, oh, I want it this way. This is why I think it's better. You want it that way. This is why you think it's better. But you can't go, oh, you care a lot. Well, it's like, well, you care a lot. Otherwise, yeah. you do the thing they want. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just two people. Well, you said, well, you said now yeah. it's two people just doing it's... playground shit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're like, well, then if, if if it's wrong to care, then just do the thing I want and give up the thing you want. That's fine, yeah, man. Exactly. So I think for this person, do you have any advice based on their email and what she's at? She's asking, I know he wants to be single, so I can't keep, uh, keep, can't tell if he's keep me around as a hookup option or a friend, potential girlfriend. We haven't talked in months. What? She doesn't really pose a question, but I think it's important. What would you say to this person writing this email? I think we haven't talked in months is like kind of a key there, right? Yeah. Because it sounds like she's doing a lot of like reading of the tea leaves, as people totally. say, right? She's like reading the signs, which again, not wrong. But mm. I think like to only go from these kind of peripheral signs means like you don't have much that's like firmer to grab onto. If you haven't talked in months, then like it doesn't seem like this person has a real serious um, attachment to their relationship to you. And, and it also seems like you've been a little cautious about being more direct with them. Cautious is the word. She's afraid of getting hurt. So she's mm-hmm. doing everything in her power to look at everything else that won't get her hurt. And, mm-hmm. I, and I totally understand that. I've done that. I, uh, most people do this with dating. What I would encourage her to say, and I agree with everything you, that you said, like we haven't talked in months is a very important sentence in this email. I would also say she writes something very specific that I will point out. I know he wants to be single right now. Let's just agree you know nothing. You know nothing about how he feels. You know nothing about his wants or dreams or his anxieties. You know your own thing. And that's all you know. So you seem to like him, which is totally fine. But at some point, you have to own that. Yet, do I think he's doing all these things Thought, uh, thoughtfully, yes. I think he's not liking your post because I think people operate in this way because they don't want to be too much, but they want to be something. So they want to mm-hmm. like let you know I'm here, but then I don't want to let you know I'm here too much because I don't want you to think that these actions on social media mean more than they do. At some point, you have to play in traffic to get hit. So she needs to say to herself, I like you. I'm, and, and if you can't stop following these things, you got to unsubscribe them and even block them to like get your head straight because this is all head trash. This will distract you from the reality of owning the thing that you want, which is that you like them. And maybe that means, hey, I would love to do a drink sometime. And if you can't do that, I'm going to have to like back off because I've gone a little too far emotionally. Totally. I think like the it is nice and like it's 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 so exciting, right, to like to be in a new Uh, like kind of have that crush phase of something where you're Mm. like, oh, every interaction means so much. But like no one has ever made firm plans to get a drink via looking at each other's Instagram (laughs) stories and not responding, right? You have to take the next step. And if he's not taking it, it's okay if you take it. But like you said, Jared, this writer and and listener is risking that getting hurt because you're not risking anything by just hoping he sees your posts and likes them. But you are by going like, Hey, I, I think we have something here. Let's give it a shot. I, I, uh, I, I agree with everything. Also, there's a famous, uh, he has a podcast, Mike Lombardi. He's a football guy. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He, he's been around the podcast sphere. He's a, he, he was a former general manager. He has a very great line that I love to use. And I'll, Mike Lombardi, I don't know if you find him on social media, but he's got great football stuff. He says, you shouldn't confuse hope for a plan. Yeah. That's great. And and that's really what that is. When you're doing with social media stuff, you're confusing hope for a plan. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Hydrant. Summer's here. It's crazy hot outside. We all know that we should drink more water. But by the time you feel thirsty, it's too late. You're already dehydrated. You can't focus. You feel tired. That's why I start my day with Hydrant. Hydrant helps you hydrate faster. I got to say, I love this stuff. If you watch my videos, if you if you keep an eye on what I'm doing, I don't know if you see it, but I have this like 1980s water bottle. 
It's a big jug with a big straw, and I try to get through four of them a day. It is very difficult. It is, and it's not easy because it's also like water kind of gets a little boring. I love what Hydrant's doing because I can mix it up a bit. I take Hydrant, and I love the flavors, lime, grapefruit, blood orange. It's delicious, but it's great because I put one of them into my jug in the morning, and it kind of switches it up for me. It's not the same old water, and I know I'm doing good for my body. Hydrant has created a refreshing electrolyte powder that you mix directly into water more to more efficiently and effectively hydrate your body, and that's the thing. They've done the research. You know that you're doing something good for you. It's adding to your day. You get And honestly, I drink more water because there's hydrant in it. You know, it, it makes the whole thing a little bit easier. Each rapid, rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc. If you're looking for that extra boost of energy, there's also Hydrant Plus Caffeine, which contains 100 milligrams of caffeine from green tea. It's made with real juice powder, is delicious and refreshing, and comes in a variety of flavors, including new summer-friendly iced tea, lemonade, and fruit punch. I had the lime, and I loved it. Uh, plus, it's backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee if you don't love it and send it back for a full refund. Hydrant... Starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. Save even with a monthly subscription. So here you go, people. Here's some free money. Save 25%, 25% of your off your first order. Go to drinkhydrant.com slash JTrain. Enter promo code JTrain at checkout. That's D-R-I-N-K-H-Y-D-R-A-N-T dot com slash JTrain. Enter promo code JTRAIN for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com slash JTRAIN. Enter promo code JTRAIN to save 25%. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. Here with Josh Gondelman. Go, go, go. You got to go right now. Make my day. That's the podcast. Every Tuesday at Josh Gondelman. It'll be all over my social media. You can find them there. Go, go, go. I love having you on, Josh, because I think you're... Uh, an empathetic human being, and I think Thank this you. is uh, this is going to be a good email for us to do. I'm excited to read it because I love the lifestyle questions as much as I love talking dating. I love a lifestyle question. I am in a bridal party where the bride is an anti-masker. Oof. <laughs> That's tough. You and my girlfriend in the background just made the same exact noise. <laughs> that is so funny. I okay, ready? This is going to be. She came to the right place. Jared, I've been a huge fan of your podcast for over a year now. I've loved every episode of J-Train, You Up, and Freed by Happy Hour events. Thank you. My favorite segment throughout the Freed by Noon phase was the luxury lounge. I always bring up the topics with my boyfriend on our nightly phone call, and we crack up. I'd love some advice on an issue that I'm sure other listeners are facing. So to stop the email or her up for a second, I do a thing called luxury lounge. Uh, Let me take a, a minute to plug myself. Luxury lounge used to be on... My freed by noon episodes that I was doing every day during the quarantine. We've pulled that back. Luxury Lounge is now on Patreon. Five bucks a month, three additional podcasts a week. That's what they call a deal, people. So patreon.com slash Jared Freed. I just did a Luxury Lounge. This will be weeks later because I'm taping ahead on the people being angry that Kendall Jenner is in the WAP video. Mm-hmm. And... Kylie, sorry. <laughs> Kylie Jenner's in the WAP video. <laughs> I, every time I say, I explain the story, I sound older and more Jewier. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, um, uh, the Kim's sister, daughter, I don't know. <laughs> but, but it's a wet-ass pussy. I don't know. Um, but I, <laughs> I feel like we can't even say that. I'm publicly. uncomfortable every time I say, I, wah, I'm sticking with WAP from now on. Yeah. Um, so I have a luxury lounge on about that right now. So five bucks a month, J- uh, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Okay, you ready? Yes. Last fall, I was asked to be a bridesmaid for a lifelong friend. Of course I say yes, even though as adults we have grown apart little based on differences in views and life choices. Fast forward and this little thing called COVID happens. Her wedding is scheduled for Labor Day weekend. And we've all accepted, to our dismay, 
that she refuses to cancel despite over half the guests saying they are not coming. The biggest issue is that the wedding and wedding events are still happening and the bride has made it clear that she will not allow us to wear masks at any point during her wedding. How? I heard your girlfriend laughing in the background. Jess is laughing. That's the laugh of like, well, she's not my fucking friend anymore. Yeah, thank God. (laughs) That's in my life. And and let me just say, it doesn't, you know, I I, I understand this will get politicized because she's an anti-masker, but all brides from either side of the aisle are acting a little bit, they are all finding ways to rationalize whatever they're doing to fit whatever wedding planning they're doing. So like Mm -hmm. I saw a video the other day of a wedding party walking down Fifth Avenue hand in hand and behind them, there's a ambulance with the lights (laughs) on. And and, like, I I just imagine that bride being like, it's only five minutes. You know, like, like, there's someone dying, you know, there's an ambulance, like. So take a left. This is my day. (laughs) Exactly. There's a hospital over there. (laughs) Come on, Google Maps. Um, Okay, so uh, it made it clear that she will not allow us to wear masks at any point during her wedding. How do I firmly tell her I do not feel comfortable without a mask on during her wedding? Aside from the photos, I'll walk and standing at the altar, I want to be wearing a mask. I shouldn't even have to have a reason for wanting to wear one, but the bride is a nightmare. And I don't know how to bring this up without receiving absolute hell from her. I already have a few bridesmaids on my side, including her two sisters. Uh, At this point, (laughs) I am... Full mutiny. I mean, I mean, this is, I mean, I don't mean to make, bring up gender things, but there is, uh, it feels very female to be like, I've, I've, I've created a small militia. (laughs) 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 Like, like I've assembled a team. This is Mm -hmm. the Avengers, you know, like of, of, of of wedding scenarios. At this point, I'm so angry at her for being so selfish and ignorant about what is going on in the world that I want to show up with one on out of spite, LOL. Yet, I am close with her entire family who are not like her at all and feel obligated to still be in this wedding. I am feeling more discomfort towards the event than excitement, which is not, which is not how it should be. How do you think I navigate this conversation, especially with someone so clearly hard-headed? Do I just lay down the law and say, I'm wearing one, get over it? Thanks for all you do. I will be listening as long as you are recording. Thank you so much for the email. This is a fantastic email. This is a fantastic problem. I love it. It has self-awareness because even to write, for her to write that I want to show up with one on out of spite, LOL, is an admission that this has gotten emotional. And, and, yes. and this isn't, to me, this is an easy, to you and I, I'm sure, like we're all sitting here, my girlfriend's laughing throughout this whole meeting because we're all like, this is pretty simple. This shouldn't, what do you think, what do you think about this situation? So to me, I think not wanting to let the family down or, or being close with the family is actually like a benefit to you in this situation, okay. right, to the, to the listener rather than a drawback. Because I don't, I think if you are really firm with the bride and say like, look, I have to do this or I can't be part of the wedding. This is not like a trivial issue. This isn't like, um, I have to wear the color dress that I want, even though you're yeah. all the bridesmaids dresses are this other color. This is like an issue of personal safety and comfort and it's causing you a lot of anxiety. And mm-hmm. so like, I think the idea that it lay, you, you being able to be firm, but still having this relationship with this, the, her family and go, Hey, look, I'm really sorry if this is making anything uncomfortable but like you all are really important to me this is just something i have to do for me i bet they'll be more understanding than the bride herself is i i think i think you're totally right the the relationship with the family is very helpful because it it actually um i i again 95 percent of these emails the answer is communication but it's about how do we communicate and i think right now we live in a world where it's you against me, and all the tone is lost over the internet. We talked about, you know, on this podcast already, you and I, we just talked about, like, the idea of, like, uh, oh, you know, you got to be careful with what jokes you make. And then someone comes back at you and says, oh, you can't make any jokes anymore. And it's like, that's not what it is. You know, this is so I, I think as a bride, she thinks the world is against her wedding. She feels mm-hmm. and let, let's take her side for a second. 
she feels the world is unjustly coming down hard on her and her wedding on her special day, which she, we, we can disagree with her on that, but that's how she feels. And, and I do think there is something to like, this is this situation in the world is diminishing this day that she's been very excited for planned a lot for spent a lot of money on. So, so there is a lot of like anguish associated with that. And I do, I do empathize with her. It's that, and I think she needs to feel that. I think because there's so many people that are coming at her with different levels of, 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 of communication. Some people might be, she knows people are talking about her behind her back. She knows the small bridesmaids militia has been formed. She knows. <laughs> and I think what you have to do as someone who wrote so well to this podcast and has such awareness, you got to call some sort of like, uh, what do they call it when they like, uh, you need to go have peace talks. You need yeah. to do, you need to do your version of peace talks. You have to call her and ask her out to lunch or ask her out for coffee, go somewhere public, go somewhere and you have to go to, and you have to let her know what we just said. We get it. I get when someone I, I mean, when my shows were about to be canceled, I was mad. I was like, you know, I was like, fuck these people. And, and when people who had no idea what I was going through was giving me opinions on my whether shows should be canceled, I was like. Well, they can go fuck them. You know, like there's F. I call it FTG mode. It it, it exists. Fuck that guy mode, where oh, the yeah. first thought is fuck that guy. <laughs> you know, like yeah, of course. And it's I understand. But the the thing is, your knee. I I think when you have these peace talks, right? This like uh, detente or whatever. You the thing to do isn't like I can't believe you want this for your wedding. It's to go hey. I want you to have the best wedding, but this, this thing you're asking of me makes me feel not just uncomfortable, but unsafe. And that's just how I I don't feel like I can put myself and and it's not that I don't trust you. It's just that I don't, we, we can't all know all the circumstances and it makes me feel better about celebrating with you, which I want to do to get to, to, to get to be able to do this thing that makes me feel safe and secure Especially because she, she's already said she seems comfortable taking off the mask for pictures to walk down the aisle. She's giving so much. That's exactly the point that I wanted to add on to what you're saying is this person emailing in already agrees more with the bride than the bride thinks she agrees with her. Mm-hmm. So she wrote in her email, aside from the photos, aisle walk, standing at the altar, I want to be wearing a mask. She just gave her she just gave her so much in this negotiation that I yeah. think the bride would be surprised to hear that. So yeah. I think the, that sentence should be read to her like but in a way that isn't accusatory. So you say, right. "Listen, I want my wedding to be to have the great pictures, to have the normalcy to it, but I I think what you're doing right now, I would go as the representative for the people who want to live in the world of reasonable." And you say to her, Listen, I'm so I, we are lifelong friends, and that is the only reason we're having this conversation. I I'm, I feel horrible that you're in the position that you're in. I understand how you feel, but me, I am a person who's having lunch with you today, and I'm mm-hmm. feeling attacked. And and mm-hmm. this is how, and you make it me terms. I'm feeling yep. attacked. I am at the point where if certain where 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 your overarching rule for this old wedding is actually making me rethink being a part of your day. And that mm-hmm. kills me yeah. to even think about not being there with you and your family who I have such a long history with. What yeah. I will say to you is, and I'm not saying this because people are talking about you. I've had people approach me. I am not alone in this thought. I am there for you to not to, to take pictures without the mask. I'm there with you to have your moment, but if you can't allow people to wear masks at the wedding, I can't be there for you. Yeah. And and that's and then what you said about the family, 
Then if she holds still, if she holds firm, if she won't negotiate with you and give you certain like, oh, you're right. And maybe even say to her, hey, I think we can work on an email together to send everyone. We can, you know, show everyone that you have like a little bit of a different like change of tune. It doesn't have to be that you say you're wrong, but you can say, listen, I've been on, on my mind. Help her through the PR campaign that she has yeah. to do. This is and, and I know this is a lot of work for this person to do, but she said there's so many layers that she's she's writing in here, so she must want to do the work. Mm -hmm. if, if the worst case scenario happens and she's like, go fuck yourself, get out of this fucking restaurant, go, you know, whatever, you go home and you make a call to the family and let them know, hey, I am so sorry, but I can't be there. And and now you call the family and you apologize to them and now this person, I'm sorry to say it isn't your friend anymore, and that's okay because you tried. You tried, and the stakes are so high. This is not, yeah. uh, there are so many fights over weddings that are so trivial, right? Like, totally. oh, they won't let me bring my my new uh, boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Even though we're super serious and about to move in together. Like, yeah. that that's like a trivial fight that like you don't, is that isn't something that could put anyone at risk, right? It's like, it, this is like a real thing if this you're worried is, about your health yeah and the health of everyone around you and the health of whoever you're coming home to after the wedding this is not this is not nothing and like i think I, you know i don't think i would be going to this wedding I at know. all well well i i think i would stray away from hero speak where you go yes for sure don't do the thing everyone feels unsafe and i want to no. make sure everyone's safe i right i'm worried i'm, I'm worried i'm personally ha gonna have to make a decision yep I am made to feel badly when you say we have to at all times. I mm -hmm. am now uncomfortable going. Like, the bride may even mean, well, yeah, I only meant during the pictures. Sure. Like, we don't even know that right now. I'm just, I, yeah. I'm giving her every bet. She lands on this spectrum of like, wow, this has been miscommunicated to she's a monster. I don't yep. know where it is in between. And and if you, if it if it's not workable, if she's like, at no point can you wear a mask, your concessions to me mean nothing, it is like not out of the question to, like you said, Jared, to politely decline, to reach out to the family and say, I love you all so much, you're so important to me, but I have to sit out this occasion because it just makes me feel a little anxious and unsafe. And, Nothing to do with you all. And I took a, I, t I sat with her to try yep. and discuss here are the mm -hmm. things and then you math it out and then they at that point what could end up happening is they go and have the same talk with her you know mm -hmm. you don't know but that but you try that's here's the thing you come with empathy you come with love you give a you give a negotiation pitch they try to negotiate you back or they walk away from the table that's it the J Train Podcast is brought to you by Hello Tushy. It's hard to believe that when we go to the bathroom in this country most of us wipe instead of wash this is a good point Imagine jumping in the shower and not turning on the water. You just wipe your body with dry paper. People would call you crazy. So why wipe with dry toilet paper instead of washing with water? For years, bidets have been available but hideously expensive, costing thousands of dollars. But now there's Hello Tushy. I gotta say, I have Hello Tushy. It is a game changer. It feels good. It feels right. It's like a little bit, it's like a trip to the spa every time you go to the bathroom. That's really what it feels like. And you're using less toilet paper. You're using, it's, it's saving you money. Like there's only good that comes out of this. Some people don't use toilet paper at all when they use the, the Hello Tushy. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it into my world. I give it a spray and then I just dry a little pat down to dry off and it's just changed my whole outlook on life. I don't want to get too, <coughs> I don't want to like make it to be more than it is, but it really has. It's, it's, it amazes me. Now I'm noticing how much toilet paper I use when I don't use the Hello Tushy versus when I use it. It's like, it's a, it is a life changer. And I'm, I'm excited that we can help you get involved in a new way of life. Hello Tushy, modern bidet attachment is here to de democratize the blessing bestowed by bidets and offer clean buttholes to everyone. Hello Tushy cleans your butt with a precise stream of fresh water for $79. That's like, $79 is what you would have been paying on toilet paper that makes you feel bad. This is $79 to improve your life. 
It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in a few months. I don't know what the math is there between how much toilet paper you're using and how many months it takes, but it's going to pay itself off. Hello Tushy, you don't wipe it all. I give one one path. Even the best two-ply just can't cut it when it comes to hand-free pooping experience. And Hello Tushy, a bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Go to hellotushy.com slash jtrain to get 10% off. That is hellotushy.com slash jtrain to get 10% off. Special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash jtrain for 10% off. That's hellotushy.com slash jtrain. Jtrain podcast at gmail.com. Jtrain podcast at gmail.com. Here with Josh Gondelman. At Josh Gondelman. Can we do one more? Is that cool? I would love to do one more. Let's do one more. At Josh Gondelman on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow, go follow, go follow. Make my day. That's the podcast. Go, go, go. Make my day every Tuesday. How to deal with male friends. Okay. Jared, big fan of the podcast. Really enjoy your interpretation of everyone's problems. I feel like I've learned a lot so far. <laughs> I'm, I'm just the problem translator. Um, this, uh, on, a, on my question, how do I introduce new male friends into a quasi-relationship? I know that's not good either. I've been seeing my non-boyfriend boyfriend for almost one and a half years. And although, I love that sentence. I've been seeing my non-boyfriend boyfriend boyfriend for almost one and a half years. Yeah. Although he hasn't committed to the official label, he gets very jealous when he hasn't even committed to the official label. He gets very jealous when I hang out with other guys, even when it is platonic and these guys know I'm not available. Now, I also generally get along with guys better than girls, so I occasionally make new guy friends. How do I bring up a new friendship in the best way possible, i.e., how can I avoid the jealousy issue and not feel weird about potentially hanging out with these friends in a non-date way? And how would I bring up hanging out with one of these new friends? Thank you for any advice. I cannot take another argument about this, LOL. Josh, what do you think? This is a little confusing. I thought it was going to go one way, and then it kind of went a different way for me. I thought when she said... How do I like when she says he's my non-boyfriend boyfriend? How do I tell him yeah. about my guy friends? I I I thought they were going to be closer guy friends, but then when she says like right. I make new guy friends all the time, it, it's a little it changes things for me. But I, I want to hear what you think. Oh, interesting. I at first I thought she was like I have this guy that I di- I'm kind of seeing. Mm. How do I integrate him with my guy friends? You that's know what, what I mean? I like thought. that's yeah. What, yeah, that's what I thought it was about too. Like how do I include him in stuff with these guy friends that I have? I mean, this just it seems like um, this guy wants uh, to have his cake and eat it too. Yeah. Not to be reductive in this metaphor. And, and first of all, I think even if he was your uh, boyfriend or husband, you still get to make friends. Um, sure. But I think in this case, this guy wants, he doesn't want to commit to a relationship with you, but he also wants to, he also feels this jealousy as if you, the things you were doing were like cheating, which they're not. And and I, he also doesn't buy the friendships. Yes. He, I think when you're the non-boyfriend boyfriend, it's kind of like, and I, I, I mean, to uh, use your turn, now, I don't mean to be reductive, but he's he's kind of in a position of a pimp, where he has to like keep someone in a certain space, you know, like where it's like you know, like like this, like the 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 idea of like a pimp being like, well, I gotta you gotta go out and work for me, like you and and you can't let someone like own this like. Uh, that might be a bad metaphor, but I'm saying. Right. Well, I mean, it feels like that, which, like that relationship, like you're describing, I think is like pretty unhealthy and and exploitive, right? Yes. Where she's she wants to live this life where she has this guy that she dates and then has male friends who are like her platonic social group, and both of those things are like totally reasonable. And this guy, it feels like you're getting the worst of both worlds, yeah. right? In that you don't have this relationship, and he doesn't. Uh, approve of which he doesn't get to do right he doesn't get to like rubber stamp your social relationships that's kind of like why the pimp thing made sense to me because I'm like who is he to say 
in this scenario. But I, I think also in his mind, he probably thinks that you, a little bit of these friends, these new male friends, is done to like force him into the relationship and is done as like playing with him. And like this is all maybe gamified at a certain point. I, I, I think one, when it's a bunch of things at the same time, you have to take care of one thing and then the other. Mm-hmm. And I think you having male friends is totally okay. I think you being in a non-boyfriend, boyfriend relationship, that's a problem for one and a half years. You know, you have to say, hey, um, I, you know, like I, I think the nature of this relationship is why you don't believe these friends because then I can't even, you know, you won't even come out with us. You won't right. even come meet them in a platonic way. You won't even see that this is not anything more. But I, I do, I, there's a part of me also that it's like, you have to also admit, like, are you spending the time you would be spending with him as a boyfriend with these new guys to get the other boyfriend's stuff, you know? Yeah, and and if so, that's like, I, I think it, it sounds like, I mean... I don't want to like tell anyone what to do, but it does sound like you have this choice, right? Like you, the choice is you, you said you don't want to have this fight again, but Mm. it doesn't sound like unless you really put him to a decision, it sounds like you can't avoid this fight again. Right. Yeah. Cause there's no, there's no way you can stop having friends, especially stop having friends. Like, like you were saying, Jared, if, if you, what you're doing is like the fun going out, boyfriend like stuff that you do with a boyfriend that's platonic that kind of stuff like hey we go to the movies we get a bite to eat and just talk about work great um but like you can have that from a boyfriend and after a year and a half if this guy isn't giving you what you need from a relationship like it sounds like this is a problem for you that you haven't admitted totally and and that's kind of like i would understand like i'm not saying she can't have guy friends but for sure when you say like how do I bring the new ones around? It's like are, like both people have something going on. This guy wants to keep you in a zone where he never has to break up with you. Be, you know, like he wants to have access to you but never have to be responsible to you. So mm-hmm. that's what your non-boyfriend boyfriend is doing. He wants access yep. without responsibility. You want certain things out of your friendships and your relationships. So you're going elsewhere to get those things in some cases you have to admit that like some of this is a little bit of you know like the person emailing in like some like i know i'm at, at a certain age i was like i'm kind of done looking for friends you know like <laughs> like like i'd like i i like new friends i would say you and i are newer friends from yeah, totally like, from uh, instead of it's not like we grew up together but i'm saying Mm-mm. you and i are also not like I got to make sure I got Josh in my life. You know, like, like, you know, like it's not. (laughs) And it's also, there's no, we don't have a relationship that I'm like, oh, I've got to explain this new thing with Jared to my wife. No, She's not going to get this. Yeah. So like, so I think for her, there has to be, there's two things to admit. There's, you you have to admit that your boyfriend isn't giving, your non-boyfriend, no boyfriend, isn't giving you what you need. Your standards have changed from when that relationship started. And... You, you know, these other relationships in your life are there kind of because this guy isn't being everything you need. And, and they feel worse because you're not getting what you yeah. like. You feel, I think, um, more afraid to bring them up because you you don't because the relationship, the non-boyfriend boyfriend situation isn't steady and stable. Well, right. And, like, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, like, like what he wants, like you said, is access to someone who is his, like, non-girlfriend girlfriend without accountability. And and it sounds like what the what the listener and writer is getting is, like, this kind of pseudo-stability with this guy, um, but without, like, um, fulfillment. Yeah. Right? That's exactly. And, and so I think, like, it, it just doesn't, like, he's not being fair to you yeah. but it also sounds like he's not going to stop because what he wants is a situation that's unfair to you and and to add to that bad boyfriends get jealous bad bad people in your life get jealous because they expect everyone else to be after the same things as them so like i i watched there's an episode of the bachelor because now the bachelor's doing like greatest of all time episodes so there's one that they've done on repeat 
that had this one scene where a woman brings home the bachelor, like during the family weeks, she brings home the bachelor and her brother is there and the brother is being disgusting. The brother keeps, takes the bachelor side and goes, it's gotta be nice having all these women. Sure. You like my sister, but you're, you're with all these women. That's, you know, you look like a stud, like, and the bachelor's kind of like, uh, you know, the bachelor kind of has to admit like, yeah, I am dating three women at once. But he also is like, that's not how it is for me. You know, you can mm-hmm. see he's like, you're making this gross. And it's because the the girl, the, the sister, the, the brother, he thinks that everyone that does the bachelor is doing it how he would do it. Mm-hmm. You know, he is assuming that the only guy, way, reason a guy would go on the bachelor is to fuck three women at once. And mm-hmm. the bachelor, who seemed like a nicer guy and didn't want, whether he didn't want to or but admit it or that he doesn't believe, it didn't seem like he believed it. He was like, uh, "That's not. Uh, I think you're. That's what this guy's doing. He's basically mm-hmm. saying that all your friends are looking for the thing that I have that I know I'm doing wrong with. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think it's a an example to, to understand that he's coming from a place of like, the the reason he's jealous of them is the reason he, you should break up with him. Is really my point. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I didn't want to necessarily come out and like prescribe that, but it really feels like you have you have two different needs that he's not meeting, right? You have a need for friendship, and then and and it seems like a desire to have like a relationship. If you're saying yeah. he's not putting a label on it yet, it seems like you want that at some point. Which it, both things are okay to want and okay to have, and it feels like this one guy is standing in the way of both of those things. J Train Podcast Gmail.com. J Train Podcast at Gmail.com. Josh Gottman, thank you so much. This was fantastic. Thanks for having me. Always such a pleasure. Always love seeing you. Always love having you on. At Josh Gondelman. Go follow. Go, 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 go. At Josh Gondelman. Make my day. That's the podcast. Make my day every Tuesday. Go subscribe. Get involved. I'm Jared Freed. We are here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. Uh, shop.jaredfreed.com for the sweet Beach by Noon hat. Um, Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. I'm doing shows. I'm doing shows on every street corner. Uh, JaredFree.com for show dates. I'll be back next episode. Boom.